Hi, this is Kim Logsdon. Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Adventure to Driving Wealth. During our podcast, we will explore the peaks and valleys of being a small business owner, the adventure that we all continue on as we focus on growing our businesses, on moving from a startup to a full-fledged business, taking our businesses from a hobby to an income cash-generating machine. Thanks so much for coming to join us today. It's so great to have you. Thanks for having me. I so appreciate it being here. Absolutely, absolutely. So I... um, as a woman entrepreneur myself, I often struggle with like things to wear and things to put on and a closet full of clothes um, that I stare at every morning going, okay, I have all these clothes, but what am I going to put on this morning? And when I saw one of your posts on Instagram, I was like, oh my gosh, look at her. She, you had this like great video that was out there and you were like changing things up from like your hanger that you have behind you. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need this in my life. Like I need, I really don't need, like you said, like I really don't need another $10 t-shirt from Target. All I need to do is utilize the clothing that I have in my closet today and repurpose it and really reunite with and find joy in my current clothing. And what I just immediately connected with you. And so I was so excited when you were willing to join us today and explore everything that you've been through from being in business to becoming a mom, to launching your own line of, um, uh, doing it yourself, uh, clothing in, in your own home and really evaluating the, your closet. So just talk to us a bit more about like what lit the spark for you to start Hannah Lee style. Yeah, honestly, I grew up in a very entrepreneurial encouraged family. So I am really privileged in that way. And truthfully, it was really my grandma, which is just such a funny, you know, people crack up when I say that, but she was always just so put together And I loved how she looked and really like how she showed up. Right. And I think mostly what I want to say about that is she was in like a very small town in Michigan and she always looked really sharp and polished. And I think I, something about that really like resonated for me. Like no matter what the setting was, she just always looked really great. And, and I don't know, that really spoke to me, like showing up as your truest self and most confident in any setting, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. when I think about my grandmother, like my grandmother's no longer with us. Yeah. But every Friday she would go to get her hair done. Like yeah. she yeah. would go to the salon. It was the yeah. best thing. And like, I was like, that is so cool. She took the time to take care of herself. Yeah. She went and she visited with her friends and then she looked totally put together all weekend long. Do I yeah. remember? And it's such a, it's a, such a time thing because when you were saying, you know, like how much wardrobe you have and you're staring in front of your closet. And that, those are most of the people I work with, right? It's like, you're just not taking the time really to play in your closet because frankly, most of us don't have that time where it's just not a priority, right? So that really is my biggest goal for folks. It's like either hire it out or learn to do it yourself so you're not wasting time staring at the closet. It's- I mean, I honestly, so I found out this was video, this oh, conversation. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, got, I got dressed in like two minutes. I'm like, thank God I know that I can look <laughs> together so fast, you know? So I, I just like, especially for entrepreneurs, it's so important to me just to not, just to not waste time around wardrobe. So I really, I, I just encourage people to get it taken care of kind of once and for all so you can stop thinking about it and not keep buying more stuff. Like oh, yeah. we don't need more stuff. None of us do. You yeah. Know? It's, yeah. So, it's so true. Especially this past year, 
I feel like when I haven't really been going anywhere, except yeah. on Zoom. So I was very, so the beginning, and I've done Zoom calls for years before this yeah. with clients yeah. because I have clients in Virginia and I, I had clients out in Portland. And so it was important to like be presentable on Zoom. But then, yeah. I, you know, as we went through, I think a lot of people went through the phases of like, okay, I'm going to wear my normal clothes to like, oh, I'm showing up in my pajamas. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> a couple months ago, I was just like, oh, I was very nervous about how I was showing up constantly. Because again, every client interaction that I was mm -hmm. having was on a Zoom video. Yeah. And I was really nervous. And I, I have to say that I splurged a little in the beginning and I bought a few new blouses yeah. because I just didn't have those in my wardrobe or I did and I just didn't know where they were. I couldn't find them. They were too buried under like all the sweaters. And yeah, so yeah, that's my little like secret that I'm putting out yeah. there. That, like, yeah, but it is, it's so important. And like you said, to find those pieces, right? Like you said, the buried thing, which I love because I do think most people have no idea what's in their wardrobe. Like you just have no idea probably because you either have so much stuff or it's just been collected for so long. And that's also coming from me, right? Like I do have a lot of wardrobe <laughs> because I love it. And that actually, I inherited my grandma's wardrobe after she died. So that alone has been so like, cool. oh my gosh, such a journey for me personally to like let go of these beautiful pieces. But I'm also like, this is ridiculous. Like you can't have a whole, I mean, you know, you can't have a whole room of clothes. So I well, let a lot of stuff go. Right. Well, you can, as long as you have. Yeah, you can. You, yeah. You, as long as you would like just take over the whole entire house. <laughs> exactly. Which I don't want. So, oh, no. you know. All right. So it started with your grandmother and, yeah. and the, just... I mean, it just sounds like you admired and loved her so much growing up and just seeing what she did and how she showed up every day. And then how did you continue that to, you know, your Yeah, daughter? right. So basically, I remember my brother asking me, like, what do you really want to do? And I said, if I could do anything, I would shop for people. And... Oh gosh! All right, now um, we're, we're, dig we're digging deep. Now we're digging deep. Yeah. So that was in college, and at the time he was doing websites. So he put my website together for me, and uh, talk about appearance. I just looked so much more professional than I was, you know, because my website looked really good. Um, well, thank goodness. You're like, thank yeah. you. Like, what's your brother? Let's give a shout out to him. Yeah, like, Peter. Thanks. Thanks. Yay, Peter. So, oh, so much patience. Um, so, you know, he put that website together for me and then it was just like, I think most entrepreneurs just slowly, but surely my first, one of my first clients was my best friend's sister and oh my gosh, she, the, the first fitting, I think it was one of, one of the very first fittings I ever had. She brought her entire family. There was like six people there. And I remember thinking like, <laughs> what is happening? Crazy. You know? That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I was so nervous. Um, but at the time before that too, I had been like an apparel representative. So I kind of was used to quote unquote, like selling clothing to people, you know? Uh, and I always just loved wardrobe, so it wasn't necessarily hard for me, but gosh, I just remember that it was ridiculous. And then, um, so that, you know, I just started slowly building my clients, and I was also doing before and after photos for my website, which I thought, like, of course, you're supposed to have before and after photos. Um, oh, gosh, they were so ridiculous. I wish, <laughs> I, wish I had these photos. I mean, they oh, were wait, so somebody bad. must save them. Oh, wait, let's get Peter. Peter might uh, have them. Yeah, on, on they were website. so bad. 
But anyway, the photographer at the time said, have you ever considered TV styling? And I didn't even know that was a job. I didn't know people dressed people for TV commercials or, you know, a costume or whatever. I didn't even, I didn't know it was available. So I said, of course I'm interested. Like, sounds fun, right? And at that time, too, I'm like, of course. Um, is it paid? Because I need to make some money well, here. Well, thank right? goodness you asked the question because a lot of people would just, you know, okay, I'm just going to go do it. And then even if I don't get paid, I'll get the experience, right? And you hear that Well, a lot, yeah. Too. So she knew somebody that knew somebody. You know the story of that. And the stylist that she gave me, her name was Leslie. Shout out to Leslie. She was so kind. So I literally followed up with this woman, for, with Leslie, for six months straight. And I was like, I will work for free because I just want to get in the door and see what this even is. Like, is this something I want to pursue? You know, so I followed up with Leslie for six months and then she kind of threw me to the wolves in a really great way. But she, I don't think she knew she was, but she did. I showed up to this, to my first commercial job and she had me bring, you know, racks and racks of clothing. And I, I pull, oh gosh, I pulled the racks of clothing into this room and I see like 30 empty chairs and I'm thinking oh shit like am I going to be presenting to like oh my heart I was just so nervous I had never done it before you know so then as the time goes on somebody's meeting me we're going through the clothes and then I hear somebody say something in reference to the chairs and that was a prop for the commercial so they were choosing one of the 30 chairs and I remember my heart just being yeah I remember my heart just being like oh I don't have to like present to 30 people not knowing what I'm doing, you know? Um, so then I kept, she kept hiring me as an assistant stylist and I stayed in that world until 2017. And then I had my son and I also knew I never really wanted to be in the TV world. It's such a different, it just was not my end goal, right? Like I love the relationships with my one-to-one clients. So that, but that definitely was funding me financially to be able to slowly build my one-to-one clients. Perfect. Um, so I officially retired from the commercial work in 2017. I had my, you know, my son, two, he was, I think, two at the time. And it was just the hours were getting so brutal for commercial. You know, it's like 12-hour days, and I was not seeing him. I'm like, I don't even want to be in this world. Like, goodbye, you know? Right, right. Um, but you were probably really good at it. Like, you were probably, like, well, they were. I'm so glad to be out of it. <laughs> I know, but this whole this whole concept of like you're a highly successful woman in a career yeah. where you're totally rocking it, and yeah. I'm sure if you again if you had wanted to stick with those long crazy days, yeah. that you know you you could still be doing that and you would be doing so much more today. But again, I love the idea and the concept that you chose family and you chose lifestyle. Yeah, it was just more important to me. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, in that, in recognizing that, I mean, because when you think, when I'm thinking back on like that really scary day when you showed up at first and saw, like you were willing to put yourself out there that much to do something so crazy and and get thrown to the wolves, as you said, and then to then sort of walk away from that after a period of time. I mean, that takes so much courage and. I feel like a lot of us, you know, in terms of lessons learned, like a lot of us look in our, at our careers and say, oh, I've dedicated this much time to it. I'm just going to keep in this career and sacrifice lifestyle. And that just, 
you know, to use the, the word sustainable, that lifestyle isn't sustainable. Just no, like, you know, it was not at all. And I knew that, like I knew in my heart that I didn't, I didn't want to be in that world. It felt like, it felt really clicky and greedy. And I just, I kind of hated it actually. Like, I think I liked, I liked some aspect. I liked the community part when people were like working together and seeing this like final product was really incredible. It's just, I, I mean, people have no idea what goes into a TV commercial. It's absolutely, it is incredible. But I knew at the end of the day, I really just wanted to work with single clients and luckily I still do that. So I made the right choice, you know, like looking back, I'm, oh, I'm so grateful I left. Yeah. No, congratulations for having the courage to pursue thanks. that and follow yeah. your heart to your family. And, yeah, and what, you know, I, again, it's just, it's so hard to do that. And um, I have this concept. So there's, you know, the idea that there's only five women CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, right? And I think um, the woman CEO from Alta just retired. So she's stepping down. And I was just like, all these women, like, so people say, like, why aren't women in these roles? Well, honestly, yeah. who the heck wants to work 12, 15 hours a day and be yeah. away from your family? Yeah. Um and so realistically, like where have all the good women gone, have gone? Like they're you, like they've become you. You're a really hardworking, successful woman who has decided to start her own business. And how, you know, and how, how much better is that to give to your community and give to your family than to follow what you find your truth is, um, yeah. is to you. So I just, that is so fantastic. So congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I kept building the one-to-one clients throughout that time throughout my commercial work and still going which is just wild so it's been 13 years but you know those first like three or four years I don't think really count because as an, an any entrepreneur most entrepreneurs know it's like oh those first three or four years are rough you know yeah <laughs> so I started during a recession oh like, my god that's whatever, crazy. You know, like, so there's so many layers against me. And my mom always says, which I really like, she's like, I think you were so naive enough that you could, to believe you could do it, that that's why you've been able to do it. Cause you know, at the time I was like, yeah, this is like, this is my passion, what I really want. But oof, looking back, you know, a lot of, it's a journey for absolutely, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's peaks and valleys to everything. I talk about that all the time. Like yeah. there's, you know, there's definitely that high that you get when you're first starting out. And then you're like, oh my God, I've really built this really cool thing. And now all these people are depending on me, right? Like they need yeah. your advice for clothing and what am I going to wear it on the next event and my next meeting or, you know, my wedding or this rehearsal dinner or whatever it is. Right. And, yeah. or just yeah. out to dinner. Right. And so now you have a following and now what do you do with that? And you've, you've stuck it out. And you know, what are the, what are the statistics? It's like most, most small business business owners, um, like 50% of small business owners will quit and move on to something else after five years. Well, you've bucked that trend. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Yeah. You know, I think perseverance is, I mean, you just have to have it and passion, right? Like you really do have to love it. And the relationships I've had with people have definitely, there is no question have kept me going. I mean, most of my longest time, longest term, longest time, I don't know, clients uh, have become such good friends of mine. Like, I just can't even, I can't imagine, you know, my life without them. So I'm so great. I meet so many extraordinary women. So I feel just like very grateful for that. Do you do any men? Do you like, like you know, it's funny. Them, I, like... I, I do work with men, but it's very limited. And 
I don't market to men per se. They have yeah. to be like a referral. Yeah, no, exactly. Like my son yeah. is very conscious of his style. And so mm-hmm. it's just like men definitely have a style too. And I feel like they struggle with it. So it's not, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, it, 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 maybe it's not, it's not your target market, but for anybody yeah. out there, you know, think about, you know, converting to uh, the, the Hannah of you know for men (laughs) yeah well I hosted a I hosted a men's uh webinar actually last night or no two nights ago oh my goodness I think yeah 20 20 men on the call and it was you know how to look good for spring and summer and fascinating right I just find men's fashion is such a different thing but I was crowdsourcing from a women's group that I'm in and let me tell you there are some strong opinions about men's fashion and the only thing I kept thinking was if this were opposite what would men be saying about female fashion you know like I would love to hear that all right well that can be your next one (laughs) that was a fun go explore that so we were talking about peaks and valleys so what was the time that was like was super hard for you in terms of sticking with it for the past 13 years. I mean, there's, you know, there's yeah, definitely so those. many probably, right? Yeah. Uh, well, in the very beginning, I remember, oh gosh, I think it was that third or fourth year. And I just thought like, can I really do this? Like, is this going to happen? And I definitely think I was depressed and my parents were like, you should see a therapist. And I was totally open to that. We'd been, my parents were definitely ahead of the curve in terms of coaching and we had, I had a life coach really young, uh, but anyway, so I saw a therapist and he said to me, <laughs> I think he said something like, you should just get a job so you can make money, you know. Was it a and guy or a girl? Like, what? Was it a guy therapist or a girl therapist? It was a guy therapist. Ooh. And I remember thinking, oh gosh, I think he might be right. Like, oh, I, no. I just need... I just needed to make money. Like I needed to make money for some confidence and to keep, you know, I had to pay bills first of all, Yes. but also just for momentum, right? Like I do think that's important. So I got a nannying job and she, the mom, you know, it was like, it was such a good flexible opportunity. I could still take my, my commercials. I could still meet with clients and I had cash and I had, you know, momentum. So I don't, I think I was with her actually for a year during that time. And I'm glad I did it, certainly. Uh, And sometimes I even think, like, do I wish I had gotten a quote-unquote regular job earlier? But, you know, I don't really believe in regret. So here I am, still going. So that was definitely a low, right? Uh, And then the pandemic hit. And truthfully, and that's when the sustainability came in. So I I have been pretty concerned about the waste happening in the fashion world for truthfully probably like three or four years. And I didn't also know how to necessarily cut that off. It was half of my revenue and shopping was, you know, oh, okay. like that, that was, was buying that was my main yeah. like personal shopper. Yeah. Personal shopper. That was my main income source, you know, 50% of what I, so, but I had been, I just kept thinking like, this is not right. There's so many, there's so much, so many clothes happening. And I remember specifically I was standing in a Bloomingdale's and it was just, I mean, I feel like I'm a tear of even saying this, which is just ridiculous, but it was racks and racks of clothing. And I remember thinking like, where is this all going? Like physically, where is all this clothing going? Like, this is not good, right? Something, this is just not good. Something's happening in the world and this is not helping. And I kept thinking like morally, can I, can I be a part of this? Right? Like, do I want to be that person and 
So that was a real, that was hard, right? Like I, I can feel it now right, in my body. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So that kind of started the wheels turning. But, and then also something else happened at that time. Um, a favorite long-term client of mine had become a dear friend. She invited me to this hat luncheon at one of Chicago's like most elite clubs. And the hat I was wearing was like, I'm not even kidding you probably the a month's worth of my mortgage. I mean, it was just ridiculous, right? And most of these women and men that were there, I mean, it was just, if you can think of an over a top, over the top, it was it. So I gave myself a $100 outfit challenge. I said to myself, like, you're going to wear, you know, like give yourself $100 and head to toe. That's what you're going to do. With the hat. With the hat. Like she had given me, oh no, she had given me the hat to borrow. Okay. Oh, okay. So that yeah. was zero. Okay, good. Okay. So that was zero. So, so borrowing is good, right? Yeah. Sharing. So then I had given myself that $100 challenge, and it was the first time I went thrift shopping. And let me tell you, it changed It changed my shopping life forever. I, oh gosh, it was so fun. It was challenging and and cheap and affordable. I was like, holy oh, shit, you can get really affordable things yes. and really nice things that that are totally reasonable and it's been worn before. So that really shifted things for me. And also unknowingly, I love secondhand. I had been wearing my grandma's clothing for 10 years. You know, I just didn't necessarily relate it to secondhand. So kind of when it all, it was like the swirling mix of things that came together. And then the pandemic happened and I really had this like, Oh, okay. Like I think this is going to, universe like thanks basically for making me cut out shopping like this is it right this is an opportunity um so I and I'd been kind of working on an online course in the back end for the past couple years and then this year really allowed me to put that together that sustainability course that I really just encourage people to use what they have to help them mix and match the wardrobe so it's an online course to basically get your wardrobe taken care of and do it yourself so then you can spend your time where it matters right exactly and that gives you the opportunity to touch so many people with your message and with this i this con this new not new concept but this concept and to try it out because i feel like you know for me it's it's again walking into bloomingdale's is one of the most stressful things that i can do because yeah, yeah. I have no, I have very poor shopping sense. Like yeah. the, the, the smaller, the selection, the better for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why, but that's why people hired me, right. To do that shopping for them because it was so overwhelming to people and stressful, like, like you're saying, but to me, right. It was so easy and it came naturally. And also it's so much of the back end work. And I think people don't realize that because when I first started, you know, a lot of people were like, can I go shopping with you? And I was, and I was, no, like you just can't because I move so quickly. I know what I'm looking for. I'm very strategic in my shopping. So that really is also what this course is. It's like do the whole, but you just have to do the back end work. And is it fun? Not, not, not necessarily, but it will get you to the point that you want to be, which is shopping strategically and hopefully sustainably if you can. Absolutely. Yes. And then, so when you're looking at thrift shops, are there like, do you, I guess, cause every community is different, right? I yeah. know like there's like a high end, I know there's a high end thrift shop up the street in next yeah. town over in Madison, but then there's also like the thrift shop where everything's like thrown around. Like, yeah. do you do both and how do you manage? So that? I do both and I love it. You definitely find better prices at the jumbled mess ones, but it does take 
I think a certain person to go. Like you have, you have to love it and also know what you're looking for. But the more specific you can be, and I share this with so many people, is the more specific you can be when you're shopping secondhand, the better it will be, be for you. Cause you can really, I think like laser, laser focus in. And there's also so many opportunities online to shop secondhand right now. I mean, it's really? incredible. What's, I had, yeah. I had no idea. I can send you the list after this. Oh, yeah. there's so many. Oh, it's yeah. a, it's actually, it's so incredible. Yeah. yeah. We'll share it with everybody listening. That would be really awesome. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I just think it's like, I just don't know where to go. Right. And it's yeah. like, um, and it's funny because yeah, I have a whole closet full of stuff. And then, the, so this is the other trick for me. It's like, I have this stuff. I don't want to give it away Yeah, or just, or I, I would love to be able to take it to a thrift shop and sell it. But some of the thrift shops are very particular. Is that oh, yeah. about what they'll you definitely, I, you're not going to make money. In my opinion, like most people do not make money on the things that they're selling unless it's super high end, yeah. you know, like luxury goods. So the consigning, you think you have to know what you're getting into, right? You know, it's like, if you want to make money from this, it's probably not the best, but, but it also, I don't know. I think it sometimes helps people. There's so many audit pitfalls I feel people find, fall into and definitely spending money on items is one of them. Right. But I personally am like, if it's not doing anything for you and it will serve somebody else, just let the dang thing go. Right. You know? So what is your advice? So if I'm looking at my closet and there's like 10 things that I still haven't worn. So you, um, the other day you had this jacket that you like hadn't worn in a while or it wasn't sparking joy for you. So you had given it away. And then now you have like regret that you gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The reverse. But okay. So say I have these 10 items. Where's the best, like, where do you recommend people take those items? Like, do you just take them to a thrift shop or do you donate them to Salvation I would, Army? Yeah. Or- I would donate First, I try to I, I try to find a local program that needs them, so women's shelter or something as specific like that. I try to find like a great, a more localized need before I do the Goodwill or Salvation Army. Yeah, okay. We have a we have an organization here called Dress for Success. Do you have? Yeah, something? yeah. exactly. Okay, yep. something similar to that too. Um, I know they, they. But I get it. I, I do think letting go is hard, and especially like I said, having all my grandma's stuff. I mean, I've definitely consigned some of it. I've also given some of it to clients, but that makes me so happy, right? Like I know that somebody is wearing this amazing jacket that looks way better on her than it did on me, you know? Uh, So that has been like a fun joy. So I I also think of that, like if there's somebody you can think of that would really enjoy it and wear it, I do think that helps. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the fact that it has so much meaning for you. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure your clients are so appreciative, like, oh, she's gifting me something that they know is so special. And it really, uh, it it helps. And I think it's, it's just part of your, you caring for your clientele and, you know, and wanting them to feel good, look good and, you know, be super confident whenever they're going out um, into the world. So what's up next for Hannah Lee Style? Yeah, the Sustainable and Stylish course, this online course I'm so excited about. I feel Oh, I can't even tell you. I'm just so excited for people to have this opportunity to do it themselves, to really give themselves permission to take the time. I think that's one of my biggest takeaways for most people is we just don't take the time for the, for those things to really think about our style. And I think that's important because it's, it's everyday life and whether we like it or not, we just judge people on how they look. And I hate, I do hate that. I think it's total BS, but it's also just the reality of we're visual creatures, right? Yes. So, 
So I really do believe in, especially entrepreneurs, you kind of have to look the part, I think, to be taken more seriously. And I don't know about you, but even like social media pictures, profile profile pictures specifically, I totally, if somebody has like a really not great light, I don't know. It's like you just judge and I... And I hate it, but I think we just are visual creatures. So I say, I say, like, really use wardrobe as a tool and then be done with it. Like, get it taken care of and then you be like setting yourself up for eating well, right? Like, stocking your pantry, I think, is like a great example analogy to that. I think, you know, you're setting yourself up for success to eat well. But in my case, it's wardrobe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I guess, you know, and I would say, like, my default when I'm, like you said, like getting dressed in two minutes, like my default is I'm going to throw on a dress. Yeah. It's like, cause for me, I'm like, Oh, I have nothing else to think about. Like I'll put on a pair of earrings and a dress exactly. and heels and I'll walk out and everybody's like, wow, you look great. And I'm like, yeah, I just threw on a dress, but it's like, well, yeah, thank goodness I had the dress to throw on. <laughs> yeah. But you know, when you say that, it's so funny because I, that's one of my biggest things for people if they don't know what to throw on. It is, it's, I always say what, what are you throwing on? In your, your example, it's the stress. So what does work really quickly and you know looks good? And then take elements of that and move it forward in your style. So if you love, yeah, like your dress, for example, maybe it's the color or the cut or it's just dresses in general, but then you know that's kind of like your go-to throw on and you can be, you can feel good and look good. Yeah, yeah. except what you do what I did and I wore the same dress mm-hmm. to the same Zoom meeting two weeks in a row. <laughs> Oh my God. That's hilarious. And then, also, who cares? At the oh, end of the day, well, right? No. And then, like, what this woman that I'm good friends with was on there and she, like, texts me. She's like, Did you wear that last one? Oh, and I was like, fun, Oh, AC. Like, you called me. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, we're talking about throwing stuff on. So I've brought down some scarves because I feel like I have all these beautiful scarves in I my love scarves. I love <laughs> scarves. I'm million. like, there's got to be a way. Anyway, so I figured, all right, we'll give Hannah a little challenge and love it. Have, love her, good challenge. have her help me out with what I should do with these beautiful scarves that I love so much that I'm so attached to. Yeah, <laughs> right? I love it. And and I used to wear them all the time, and then I've gotten away from scarves. Like, but yeah. but like I've seen you wearing them, and they're they definitely. I'm like, I need to get back into them. So I'm gonna. They're a game changer. Yeah. So you tell me, like, which ones you like the best? Like, okay, so this one's like orange and coral, right? And like a little yeah. blue. I mean, I probably put it on totally wrong. I but, love this. Are you a denim jacket kind of gal? I am, but I don't have one with me. Okay, I'm, but I love that idea of like a casual outfit, just your cute little t-shirt, the scarf, and a denim jacket. And a denim jacket, and I could wear it yeah. wherever, like. Yeah. Cash outside. I love it. Okay. Yeah. And like, does the, okay. So that's, so this is my coral and light blue. Now I have like more of like, this is a little bit more going on here. It's. I love those colors. So this is more, I guess, coral, but blue and green. And if you know me, I'm a blue and green freak. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. So it's like, oh, let's see frillies. So same thing. Do you have a a dress in that color of your t-shirt? Like it's this dark gray. This dark gray. I don't have a charcoal. I just have black. But you think I should? Okay. Yeah. No, you could do black. Okay. Just do black with that, and I think that's like a good dressier outfit. This scarf looks a little dressier to me, and I also love the detail of the fringe tassels. So that's kind of like a fun so, added thing. So this is blue, green, and orange, and you're telling me to wear it with a black dress. You can do it. I promise. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Black. 
Well, it's not mostly orange. It'd be different if it was mostly orange, but that's like hints of. Yeah, but it's okay yeah. with black. Okay, so wear it with oh, black. Absolutely. Okay, I'm yeah. always like, I need to wear it with white or blue. Oh, okay. no. All right, so that's really cool. And then, yeah, and then I have, okay, so this one, this, okay, we'll go with purple this time. So this one's got like, again, very similar, but purple now. I love it. You have such good scarves. Well, see, but I can't get rid- so now I need to wear them, right? Like it's either wear you them, need to wear them, wear them, they, make, they make everything look better. I promise you. Okay, yeah. and they're like, so what about on Zoom? Like, is it too much color? It, I don't think it's too much color as much as you have to consider the season. So, like, these are a little long. Well, this one doesn't look that long necessarily, but I think if it's like too heavy and too much around your neck, oh yeah, this one's I'm a little bit to think more. If I have a scarf around, yeah, yeah. you know, then I think so. I think the smaller, skinnier ones are a lot better if you're going to do it on Zoom. Okay, so... Less fabrication. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, I like it. Okay. No, yeah. So that's my little... That was my little, like, all all right, right. let's have a little, like, bring it out of the closet, dig it out with it. The scarves that are, like, buried underneath all the other clothing. Well, really, it's, like, on the bottom shelf in my closet, but I was like... Scarves are definitely probably one of my most loved accessories. So I have a picture when I was five of me wearing a scarf as like a halter top and also a scarf as a skirt <laughs> and I had dreams of doing a fashion show only in scarves like that would that would be the outfit you know so I still might have to make that happen one day I think it has to happen I think we All need right. to see that photo it's like this so I knew there was a story from you like I was like in addition to your grandmother inspiring yeah. you to be fancy and you know, super put together every day. You yeah. this little creative Hannah with yep. her scarves. It's like, I just loved it. I yeah. do. I think a lot of it starts so young, right? Your really, your passions of what you really love. And luckily I've just been able to make it a career. Right? No, so, that's dang. so awesome. And yeah. so one last question. Yeah. Would, so no, not a couple, just start to wrap up. But in terms of like, I'm thinking of, a Hannah Lee style scarf line. If like, mm. like, would you, could you do something where you like collected scarves and like put them together? I don't know. Like, I'm like thinking like, you know, like a rebirth. So I, of I, asked, or I actually asked Alex and Gray, which she's one of my favorite small business silk scarf line. And so I kind of collaborated on a scarf with her that she did for me specifically. And that she did for clients. Um, so that was kind of my dip into like, designing a scarf a little bit yeah it was this like abstract leopard one. Oh, uh, all right well you need to share that one we need to it see was that cool one out there. yeah it was a pretty cool one yeah yeah I, I see that with you like that's just like you love scarves and yeah. you know designing something that's truly yours but also like very sustainable I could see you you know utilizing some sustainable fabric or you know something yeah. like that in the future for you and you know as like the next Hannah Lee style adventure. I love it. I'm all about it. I'm all about anything. I think that that's one of the most important things of this whole journey, right? It's like, you just got to try stuff because you, there's nothing, there's nothing to lose, right? You just try it. And that actually, during the pandemic, I tried to clear the resale racks because, you know, I had all this resale stuff from, from clients that I had booked. And so I had these leftovers sitting there and I did a zoom clear the resale rack shopping party and it was so much fun and you right? sold like, stuff online like auctioning yeah. it off yeah That's it was so, so cool. fun yeah. and folks loved it i had somebody asking me recently if i was going to do another one so yeah that's another you know it's just like trying stuff and trying to get the sustainability aspect out there yeah oh fantastic yeah so 
Oh my gosh, I have so many great ideas. So let's continue to collaborate. Let's continue this conversation again. I can't wait to see where Hannah Lee's style ends up going and yeah, thanks moving for having forward. Me. And so where can everybody find you to, um, to check I, out your style? Everything, yeah, everything Hannah Lee style. So I spend most of my time on Instagram these days, but you know, I don't know if that ever, is anything ever permanent in entrepreneurship not. But my website is H-A-N-N-A-L-E-E style.com. Fantastic. And your new program that you're launching, is it out there already for people to sign up? It's going to be available next week. So it's going to be available. Yes. And it's not going to be an April Fool's joke. It's going to be real, right? It's going to be real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for exploring your adventure and sharing all your peaks and valleys with us. It's been such a pleasure. I can't wait to try out my new scarves and I'll, uh, yeah, I'll have to like uh, share them with you on Instagram. Definitely can't wait to, to see. Uh, yeah. Maybe this weekend, I think the weather's supposed to be warmer and uh, yeah. Warmer meaning like 50 degrees instead yeah, of 20. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's our high. I awesome, love it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thanks, thanks for coming. Thank you for traveling with us today. As you heard, the road to success is not smooth or easy. It's filled with twists and turns, frequent pit stops, and a few crazy accelerations along the way. It was my pleasure to host you today during today's adventure. Until our next journey together, join me daily on social media at Kim Logsdon Financial Consulting. Stay happy and healthy. All the best. <laughs>